So welcome to the Soul Hub podcast with me, Kerry Davis Munro. This is the podcast where we are seeking to get to the hub of the soul that we speak to here, giving you the personalities behind the brand and a flavour of the community that we represent at Soul Hub. Today in our first episode, I'm delighted to welcome with me Carmen Rendell, who is the founder of Soul Hub, and Carmen, the Soul Walker. So welcome to the, welcome to the podcast of the, the brand that you've created. Welcome to your <laughs> podcast, <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to your own brand. Um, so the first question that we want to um, explore here, Carmen, and this is the question that we asked in, in the wonderful book what makes you feel soulful thank you it's such a funny question isn't it because it's it's such a hard one to answer so even you know prior to this I'm sitting there writing my own notes I'm like oh how do and I articulate it in so many different ways at different times and I guess almost the best way I describe it is you know it's the all aspects of life right and feeling alive um, and particularly in the work that I do, you know, as a therapist, more and more, I'm actually reading Darren Brown's book, Happy, um, and he makes a, um, a really nice linkage between kind of, you know, happy, always happy doesn't exist. And the danger of sitting in that space of like positive psychology and, you know, always, always being, you know, in a happy, great mood or feeling soulful when actually we have to we have to see and feel the other side, the contrast in life. Um, so without it, we don't know what soulful means without feeling unsoulful. Mm. So the contrast and the feeling allows you to go, oh, okay, this, this connects with me. This makes me feel this way. Um, but in terms of like soulful itself, I mean, you know, there are, there are so many moments in life that make me feel like that. I think as I get older, I lean more to the kind of the quietness and the calmness um, and those slower moments of actually feeling more soulful. Um, and by that, I mean, I guess more just connected to what I think my soul being is. Um, and maybe I am more of a gentler soul than, you know, I had been for the first 45 years of my life. It's in there somewhere. And now it's kind of giving, I've given it space for it to land. Um, you know, so when I dream of when I, feel most connected with me and others you know it's generally in kind of heart-to-heart conversations so like this mm. um, where I can be fully present um, and and that's significant it's like getting out of my own way to to be there in the conversation I'm sure the same to you Kerry but it's like when you do client work if I don't even really consider their past or you know uh, my notes that I've written before and I turn up and I'm just here and with them you know that's when the magic happens mm. um, and it's a real um, skill I think to kind of get out your own way and not bring something else to the, to this present moment in life in general I mean you know I love old Ram Dass's kind of be here now um, and you know in that place is the is the um, most connected yeah, um, or, or know thyself, you know, really, really know thyself. I love what you're saying there, because you're talking about we need the dark in life to know the light, don't we? Yeah. We've got to have yeah. those ups and downs because life, it's its not the reality that the, the cannonballs aren't going to come and that we're not going to have dark days. So it's the dark that gives us that light. So let me ask you that in a different way. So if I asked you to define soulful for you, 
And that's a tricky question, I know. And I didn't, didn't tell you that I was going to ask you. And it, so just, I mean, I'm getting curious. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. that. So tell yeah. me what does soulful mean as, as a definition? I guess I see it as a, uh, I mean, even the reason I said feel soulful is it's the feeling of, for me, the soul. So it's kind of um, in uh, embodiment, it's like almost, oh yes, to a certain extent, to a certain extent my heart um and when i uh almost feel like the inside is uh falling out so it go it feels like a very deep visceral connection that just goes dunk, that feels and it could be anything peaceful exciting mm -hmm. alive um connected um uh so, you know sometimes um, fizzy, whether that's like angry or, but it's um, it's almost like the human aliveness uh, that I guess that's what feels. Um, mm. uh, yeah, because I, I don't want to say like soft and soppy. It's not that either. It's like it could be jumping off a cliff um, and you know into it. You know, so it covers a range of emotions. Yeah. And a yeah. range of times and spaces where you can feel a light or alive in different ways. Yeah. And like, you know, as you um, spoke about then, for me, that whole I, I feel like I spend my life talking to people about the the dark side or the, you know, the integration of that, that there is there is no right or wrong and there's no better or worse. It's just it's just different. Um, and it's only our attachment to that. That, that gives it the sentiment or the emotion or the triggers around it. So, you know, just if you see it as a situation that's happened in life, then it's kind of, you know, for you, it might be um, difficult and hard. For me, it might be easy. But the more I elevate myself up and go, OK, this is just a game, essentially, of life that I'm playing out and I can choose which character I play. I choose how I want to show up in the day. I choose who I surround myself with. All of those um, I have a level of control over. Um, and so, you know, what makes it difficult or hard is, is my response to it. Um, yeah. But if I, if I, and the pain is if I get too caught up in it, right? And make it mean something that it doesn't need to necessarily yeah. mean. If we totally become that, become our thoughts and we're not able to separate, we're going down a, a dark route, aren't we? So, Carmen, something that you said there, you feel soulful when, um, you know, when you're when you're in flow with your clients. Yeah. And I think that that's partly a point that we've all got to. And I'm not sure whether that's something that, you know, you need to have gone through hard times or you need to have gone through a, a number of other things to get there. But I want to just ask you. You know, you didn't uh, years ago start out as as the soul walker and the therapist that you are now. So will you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about, you know, before we go into Soul Hub itself, will you tell us a bit about your story? How did you get to where you are, where you do feel that the work you do is so sort of heartfelt? Yeah, um, just actually, well, it's a top, tip of my tongue around that. But almost, um, I guess what I'm talking about is when you can be in present around is the theme of wisdom. So, uh, you know, every day, whoever you're interacting with, there's a learning experience. And so almost like as I do my client work, I'm learning as well, right, about people. Um, yeah. And, you know, the variety and the uniqueness and the depth of us all as human beings. Um, and each day I'm like gathering and building that wisdom, um, but not from a teacher perspective, but from an experiential perspective. Yeah, um, gross, I, isn't it? 
yeah and I guess as you say it's like that's where now I'm what am I 47 <laughs> you know um I didn't start there and um and for me almost probably the last 15 years have, have been my um shift more into this space where you know whether you want to call it awakening or consciousness or you know something changed within me um and you know it did start with a difficult um time so it started with really the breakdown probably of my marriage you know I was with someone 10 years and then we got married and within six months I had a, an affair and uh and the marriage fell up and I chose to leave the marriage um and and within it I you know there's is getting to that feeling I knew deep down that it wasn't necessarily right for me at that time of my life and and he wasn't the right person um and actually then having that conversation with yourself um is you know normally one of the hardest places to start right um particularly when everyone around you is kind of you know just seeing you go through you know big wedding and like you know here's the start of her life and having children and all the rest of it and then to actually turn around and go no this is not how it should feel for me and trusting my own intuition around it and then making that choice to leave get on a plane go traveling around the world for a year um and I think being away from uh I guess my home environment and actually being able to almost reinvent myself um and you know go to other cultures so as you I think travel is you know which is a sh you know shame with less travel at the moment is an incredible way for us to um uh, to gain breadth to our own personalities and knowledge and experience and and see life from another perspective um and and I guess that that in itself you know I went to South America um you know I walked to kind of Everest base camp um, I went sailing around uh, half of the well, a quarter of the world um, from Australia to China, and all of those profoundly changed me at a kind of a very deeper level. Um, each of those experiences. So, and I don't, um, I, I don't know another way of getting there apart from going to that. You know, I don't know. I'm sure people experience that in their own homes or in their own lives, but for me, it, it kind of took me to literally, you know. Um, get off and go to another country to to be able to to really look at myself and my own um, patterns and behaviors and why I had created what I had created in my own life um, and I guess get to just get to know it's a bit of a cliche right I don't even like necessarily the term of getting to know yourself but it's it is to a certain extent falling in love with all those parts of you um, and being okay with the the jealousy part or the angry part of me or the childlike part of me you know or the the uh you know philandra and the in the the girl who did uh do something which i'd always seen as like the worst thing you could do to another human and having to accept and forgive myself for that which was you know i guess if you look at milestones even that for myself i remember the moment someone said to me you're going to spend the rest of your life like self-flagellating and not forgive you and nobody else can do that for you except for yourself right you're the one sitting in that pain um and it I was going to say that to you Carl. on yeah. that on that point you know you you did some incredible incredibly brave things people stay in those relationships for the rest of their lives don't they you know, fear of other people's opinions, fear of losing their tribe, fear of what their family might think of them if they do that. So, you know, you did some incredibly brave things. Um, what were the biggest lessons that you learned 
out of that and and how do you think that changed you more than anything because i'm sure your travels did but in making that decision and taking that step as i say you did something incredibly brave yeah i guess i i always feel like it's that weighing up like i couldn't sit in that situation anymore um you know it became overwhelming for me um and and i didn't know why i just knew it just didn't feel it's quite hard to put words to it sometimes right when it is your intuition and you're like it just doesn't feel how it should be or how i want it to but having never experienced it you're kind of taking a bit of a leap of faith right you know you think am i just you know uh following something is like you know out of the movies and i think i'm gonna fall in love with someone and it's gonna feel much different to what this feels mm -hmm. um and you know and obviously wrapped up in all of that is my own self-expression and how i was in relation to another it wasn't at all really about him it's about me in that position and me um becoming me in my own right let alone within a relationship but i you know, I remember standing in my garden with my sister and putting out the washing and being in tears and really realizing the loss of uh, the life that I had, the loss of friendships uh, that we had in common. Um, and my sister saying to me, like, you will be okay. Um, and that kind of acceptance of I am okay, whatever I do, I'm still loved. Um, and in particular, it was difficult for my family, but that's that's the underlying feeling I got from them. It didn't matter what I did. You know, I was still loved by them. Um, so that, I think, uh, creates a safe place. And you don't know that until sometimes you do take the step. Um, and then those conversations are had, right? And you go, oh, OK, so I do realise that. Um, you know, whatever I do, that there is um, someone holds holds me special to them. Um, so I guess, and it's taught me to much more tune into myself. Um, and, you know, uh, it's always a work in progress, right? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. sometimes I forget and I kind of go down a path and then just go, it's not what I want. Um, and it's not necessarily a case of going, you know, the big picture, you know, what do I want in the future? But it's, it is moment by moment, you know, does this feel um, congruent? Does it feel true to me? Does it feel enjoyable, soulful, or whatever those things are uh, that I use to, um, I guess, uh, tap into, uh, yes, uh, just say yes. And then the next thing comes along and then the next thing, just keep taking it one moment at a time. And I think in particular right now, you know, we're all being asked to do exactly that, you know, not plan too far ahead, right? We're all being very forced into the moment of, the here and now um, and and doing something that's kind and right for ourselves first and then it will ripple out to others um and just, I, think there's some, I was gonna say come on, i think there's something when i'm listening to it's, it's definitely something that we coach around and i coach around all the time it's about really knowing your personal values and your boundaries beyond which you know you won't go beyond and in that point you said i couldn't really have done anything else because your personal compass and code and you know your values you you knew what you had to do next and i think sometimes that makes life a little bit easier even if those decisions are super hard and putting your head above the parapet or leaving your tribe or doing whatever mm. if you are at know that you are going true north and you are being true to yourself and you have the courage of your convictions that makes it slightly easier, doesn't it? And I know that's what you do anyway, you know, as a person, it's it's about that personal code of conduct, isn't it? And that personal philosophy. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think as you get to know yourself, like as you were talking then, I was thinking, I remember the moment, um, you know, even saying, so I went to wizard school for two years when I got back off uh, my travels and, and that was a deep psychotherapeutic um, space where we met uh, every weekend for two years. And I got incredibly close to the others on the group and we all went to, you know, the dark places. Um, and one of those was when I, I remember saying I did actually enjoy my affair, right? And, and uh, Andrew Wallace kind of said, well, of course you did. And it was actually, you know, somebody else giving me permission to even feel that feeling rather than make the feeling wrong. Now the act is very different, right? And actually then having to do that work to go, well, what was that about? You know, was it the rebel in me? Was it that, you know, we all get indicators of when we're off our own alignment, um, you know, either it's like somebody just giving you a slight knock on the head or a big, you know, crashing cannonball knocking you out. But, you know, our body knows the um, which path it should be on. Um, and sometimes we kind of want to come off it, but it's often from a place of incompleteness, I think, within acceptance of who we are. Um, and when we can own that in the same way as owning the dark, um, you know, own all those parts of me, uh, then there's more of a freedom around it, you know, um, rather than having to try and be, for me at the time, it was like the goody two-shoes, right? Carmen was the quiet one. She was the one who did what everyone told her to do. Uh, she didn't complain. She just got on with it. You know, she was studious. She was sporty. She was successful, you know, and then underneath it was this little rebel and, <laughs> you know, and the playful side of me as well that wanted to, um, to experience life interesting so tell us a bit about what happened next so i know you know when you came back from traveling you said you went to, to wizard school and that's when you sort of embarked on a very different kind of career wasn't it than that which you had been doing before yeah yeah so you know i'd spent 10 years working in barclays bank um and uh, fortunately had an amazing boss at the time who i just said i just need to go and I, i'd often get to that point right <laughs> sometimes it felt like no warning i would suddenly just get there and go okay now's the time so he was like okay it was in the time of the recession so off you go there'll be a job waiting for you when you get back which in itself was um uh, you know another indicator of how people will look after you right mm. um so i came back um and went back to the bank for a bit and it's kind of this like i felt like always like a square peg in a round hole you know it was like i felt like the and i felt like this most of my life like the odd one out um so you know i uh i'm not really a salesperson you know i'm, I'm i am quite soft and collaborative um, and some of those commercial environments are much more you know you've got to make things happen and we're basically ultimately after more sales um, so you know it never felt quite right but the people I enjoyed so you know I've always worked with great being lucky I think I've worked with great people um, whatever industry I've been in um, so I kind of came back and I went looking for um, almost a coach, I guess, to kind of help me go, well, what's next? Um, and I found a girl, Danielle, um, who then put me in touch with, it didn't feel quite right with Danielle, she put, put, put me in touch with the wizard, um, Andrew Wallace, and then I went to, to wizard school. And, and I guess in those two years, um, you just find out so much about yourself. It was a real exploration of humanity. Uh, so we did kind of, you know, um, work around psychodramas. So looking at family constellations and family patterns. Uh, we did past life work. 
Um, we did uh, body work, body morphia. So what do our bodies carry? What the way we look and hold ourselves? What does that say about us? Um, and, you know, even if you're whether you're in your own process or you're observing somebody else's, it's still as a collective, it's one right as it is in life. But in particular, we're all forced into this room and, you know, somebody's crying over the loss of a baby and then that triggers in me my um, my own grief around not having children. You know, so when you least expect it, it's kind of like, bam, like, oh, OK, so that's there for me. Um, and and I think the beauty of that work is to get to the unconscious. Um, and when we're kind of got our armor on and, you know, even sometimes with talking therapy, you kind of turn up and, you know, you you deliver what you want to hear right or want to talk about but it's the things that you're not talking about often are the ones that are you know having much more impact on your life um and so it you know in that kind of layer after layer right just kept pulling back uh my own armor um and and almost like i think i remember him joking about my masculine energy you know i grew up with two brothers um, I worked, you know, uh, worked within sport. I played sport, um, and same as you, right? It was almost like um, I, I used, um, I guess, the, my masculine energies to get me somewhere and to play that game. Um, and as part of that, didn't celebrate really the feminine within me. Um, so the creativity and the softness and the compassion and the caring. And so, you know, I remember saying, well, how do I get there? Do I just wear dresses? <laughs> Does that make me if all only. feminine? If only. That's what so, I'm doing wrong, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and, and again, it's like some of these things, we know, we know what's not working, but we don't know how to quite get there, you know, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's like, okay, so, you know, gently celebrate and uh, nurture the, the softness within me. Um, and, and just seeing that all rebalance was quite um, lovely to witness. And, and in it went, okay, this is, the, this is what life's about, right? This is people understanding yourself, like how much easier life is when you know what's going on, rather than just, we always joke, we used to say, it's like, go and play golf. And for some people, that's how they operate in life. And that's OK. We're all in different places. Some just want to kind of keep it surface level and, you know, and go through life like that. And I, you know, back to I don't feel I have a choice. Same as you probably just to it, I can't help but go to the well, why do you do that? What does that say about you? You know, I'm, I am analytical and I do um, love that work. Um, Probably, probably because as I've got to more of a place of peace in my life, um, I realise the benefit of not having to carry all the shit around. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny as you're talking, though, Carmen, because, to you know, when you talk about masculine energies, for anybody that doesn't know you and is listening to this, obviously, I have the I have the benefit that I do know you. But you are the soft, you know, you are everything that people would sum up as those soft feminine energies you know i would never if somebody said to me well you know would you say carmen had those you know pervaded these masculine energies and do you think that's where she'd started i'd say absolutely not have you met her <laughs> you know so isn't that interesting that that's where yeah. you've gone to but i think that's also part of our part of our learning part of our journey through life and you know you, you first half of your life is well what should i be what do i need to be where do i need to get to second half you get to a point you just think well, hold on none of that was important at all don't you 
Mm. And I think that's why we all do what we do within Soul Hub, isn't it? Because we feel something completely different. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, and almost, I kind of, you know, my partner Andrew and I talk about it a lot. It's almost getting to that place of like, I, you know, I joke and go, we, we, we're born, we do stuff and then we die. I mean, it is just literally that. And whatever that stuff is that you want to do um, is, is your choice. So choose carefully, right? Um, so, you know, depending on, I do believe it helps when you have some vision of what is afterlife, you know, whether or a belief system or something to kind of hold on to um, that gives some meaning to, to you. But in, you know, we were talking to one of Andrew's friends, Jean, who's 82, and she said, I've spent my life trying to work out the meaning. And then I realized there is no meaning. And that feels freeing in it for me in itself. Um, or that there's so, meaning at different times. You know, when we asked you at the beginning, what makes you feel soulful? What makes you feel soulful one day doesn't necessarily make you feel soulful the next, does it? Yeah, and yeah. there isn't one meaning. Yeah. So, Carl, we're complex you, beings, right? We're kind of. <laughs> goodness, aren't, aren't we just? Um, so you you came out of wizard school and then did you you know did you then work full time as a as a therapist or how did that work what was I like the way you pulled me back in I go off on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, get to the day yeah um, I know <laughs> so I went to wizard school for two years and then in that I never know now how all these years um stack back to back but I was working for Musto sailing brand partly because I'd gone on the sailing clipper yeah. around the world trip so I thought well I like sailing I, well, I enjoy sailing um, and you know how can I marry that up with my marketing skills so I went back to Musto so I guess small steps right nothing was that like I'm jumping off and doing mm. this it was mm. I worked at Musto I then worked for a FX brand uh, doing their brand and communications and then a friend of mine Claire said come and work at Jack Wills um, so I went to an interview at Jack Wills got a job doing their brand and comms and actually was then able to go part-time and then go back and study. So I kind of went, well, how do I do this work? Um, I'd love to create a place, essentially Soul Hub. Um, and at that time, actually, I went to Oprah Get the Life You Want weekend in the States mm. um, and was blown away just by the energy in this room, right, with thousands of people. And Oprah's obviously quite a phenomenal presence. Um, and she just hammered home the kind of do what you want. And I was like, I know what I want. I want to create a place for people to do this work. Um, but I don't have that money. So how do I do that? Well, I know how to start building a brand. So it, everything starts to make sense, right? You go, okay, that's why I've been doing banking <laughs> and all that, that uh, period of my life. Because then you go, okay, all those things and skills and networks and relationships have then enabled me to do what I do now. So my brother helped me build the website for Soul Hub. Um, so it was all kind of all entwined and happening at the same time. I was um, I went back to college and did my counselling diploma. So that took three years. Uh, so while I was doing that, I was doing Soul Hub in the background and working at Jack Wills. So it was kind of all these three different, you know, things trying to balance and and allow really whatever was meant to surface to surface um, and stick. And, you know, and again, it's the non-attachment to any of it. You know, it was like, am I going to become a counsellor or actually am I doing it just for to create this uh, safe space for other people to come and do this deeper work? and understand themselves better so that was almost the premise behind it it was um you know when I 
uh, started going for counseling it was either in someone's house or it felt like it was like a portaler in the back garden you know it was kind of it never never a hugely inviting space and almost as if something's wrong with you now the world has changed and we're in a very different place but you know six seven years ago that's what it felt like you know if you said to anyone you were going to therapy they'd go well what's wrong with you rather than actually it's just like going to a yoga class or it's going you know to just do something that nourishes me um, and why would I not want to understand who I am and why the way I am that's it's it feels like we should all have to go through that process and it should be part of the education system of understanding our own emotional intelligence right um, so that's what I wanted is to be able to give to others um, and then so soul hub became almost I guess I come through banking I didn't necessarily have these contacts in the more holistic alternative you know complementary space so I started gathering like-minded souls who had different skill sets but were on the same path I guess and and back to I guess what highlights as I'm talking to you is almost just you know is the tribe um, you know, when I said I felt like the weird one, I felt the weird one at school when I kind of got my Bible out and wanted to set up a Christian union and everyone, you know, looked at me like I was uh, slightly from another planet, you know, and, and I have had that in banking to a certain extent. And then, um, you know, and then here I was trying to create like, you know, when I stepped into the wizard room, there were other people like me. Mm. And I thought, OK, this is this is my home. Now, how do I get more of those people around me? Um, so, as you know, like Andrea and Emma, you know, came from the wizard space and and then you just like minded attracts like minded. And suddenly, you know, you're drawn to people like you who then you just connect at a real deeper level very quickly um, and makes life more soulful and more enjoyable. You know, you're like, well, that's that's this is where I want to spend my time. So, Carmen, um, if people haven't come across Soul Hub before and they're listening to this for the first time, what, what is Soul Hub? You know, how do people find Soul Hub? What do we give them? You know, what's what's unique about what you've created here with Soul Hub? Yeah, like it, for me, it's almost like that, as you described earlier, like the home of soul. Um, and and I guess almost what I find challenging, you know, I've come from brand and comms and everyone wants to box something. And I feel very resistant to that. Um, and it's like, how do you give enough of a structure that people get a sense and a feel of it? Um, and I feel it's not, um, it doesn't appeal to absolutely everybody, right? But those who it appeals to, it becomes quite a strong kind of connection for them. Um, and so something almost magical draws them in. And so, you know, at the core of it, I think, is our team. So there's 25 of us, you know, nutritionalists, um, psychotherapists, body workers, dancers, um, you know, people who help others um, to find and connect to their own souls, I guess. Um, and so then as a, as a collective, uh, we are kind of supporting, I guess, on an individual basis, those who are looking to help express themselves. So it's almost a home of soulful connection. Um, it's a place uh, for people to come and get the tools for them to enable them to do the work and help them understand themselves. Um, and it can be done in a number of ways. For example, even with the podcast, hearing something today that makes someone go, oh, okay, actually, maybe I need to, you know, I don't go and 
become a therapist or you know go and see uh, you or come and talk to me you know but it, it jolts something in them um so we you know we do a number of different things we do soul walks which is a community walk for people to come and just walk together uh and we do kind of breath work and meditation in those walks um but it's it, essentially it's like an intuitive space just for people to drop into um and connect with themselves and with others in nature uh we have a soul hub journal so a print version essentially of the podcast where people express what makes them feel soulful in the world and um, we get stories from all over the world with um with that journal um we kind of go into businesses and supply content to them to help employees essentially people <laughs> help people um understand themselves better uh so we do that through the the business side of things um and and then as a team we all have our own content as well so it's a place again for sharing you know others podcasts their events their workshops their meditations you know their music their whatever gift they have um and to help i guess um uh bring it together much more powerfully um in one space and then uh, exponentially spread that out further and make those ripples go a lot further yeah, um, I think I think it's interesting, Carmen, that we're all there because we help support love what we do with other people. But I think that you're right. It's sometimes with with everything that we do and some of us work very individually, that can also be quite a lonely space and you can feel different. So I for me, if someone said what's the most wonderful thing about Soul Hub, I would say it's the fact that it's more my tribe than anywhere else. It's my people. It's mm -hmm. You know, it's where I can talk and know that I'll be listened to and um, and, and part of being, <clears throat> you know, a community that is going to understand you and you can absolutely be yourself. You know, for me, that's the essence. Mm, that's nice. Oh, thank you. Because again, even as we're talking about life right, and soul and it changing every day, there's an element of that within Soul Hub as well, you know. That it's kind of like, you know, you said, let's do a podcast, you know, yeah. let's get this up and running and here we are. You yeah. know, it's kind of like ideas are born and then created and but in a in an element of an organic way, you know, that yeah. it feels not forced. I don't I don't want to be another um, you know, uh wellness business that just is shoving stuff out there. Um, or, you know, I I fully believe, as I'm sure you do, is that when people come to you, it's they're ready to make change. Yeah. And that's when it's most powerful, is like people, you know, are um desiring that and and um and looking for it in their lives um you know we have an integrated kind of package called the well-being package and you can come and then you can get referred out to five different people so if you're not sure what's going on with you whether it's like you feel depressed or anxious or something's going on in your body and you've been to the GP or you've been certain specialists and they're not being able to get to the root cause you know we're giving you a different types of people who do different work that you might never have been exposed to before you know because we never know when that magical moment might come and who it might come from and it's about that they're the relationships that you you know all offer your work with your clients um but also uh the integration of that for some people it's expressed through their body for some it's through talking through some it's through uh dancing or singing it doesn't matter how we get there but it's it's how to get you know it's getting there um and so being able to offer that as a as an option as well that we work together as a team and have that person as a person not just the number but you see them very much as you know ben uh who left left us a beautiful test 
testimonial about you know he the first thing he said is like you contacted me and and was like hi ben let's talk about you know where you're at because you're different to everyone else so i can't just give you this this and this and i think the same with businesses you know it's like we could all go here's your off the shelf stuff buy that that and that but actually every business is different it's depending on their culture it's depending on who's the ceo how the management's run what their values are all of those things so we want to create things that are um, enriching and therefore long lasting so i've got one last question for you cars because i'm constant i'm i'm aware of the time and the fact that we could actually just keep delving and diving deeper with this tell me tell me what your hopes are for for soul hub um, i know you've just said that it is very organic and that you know you didn't want it to be like any other business but in terms of where it's got to and where you want it to get to do you have anything that's sort of unticked at the moment or certain things that you're thinking well yeah i definitely want to move forward and that's something that we want to offer or do or be yeah, I guess um, at the moment, even, you know, we're drawn to, you know, we are doing work in businesses because I think that it's very new, this well-being space for them. Um, and, you know, we might be slightly more ahead of the game around uh, the work that we're all doing. So being able to bring that expertise and knowledge into corporates and organizations and whether it's even universities um, but being able to hit um, a, a, I guess a bigger number of people and touch them with the work that we do um, I guess that's where you know part of me goes uh, you know lots of uh, individuals are drawn to us but how do we exponentially get that a little bit wider so we are working with um, the feel good hub which is a new app that's um, coming on the market in January um, and bringing them the soul walk challenge as an as a, a first piece um, and that will you know start to share I guess some of the ethos and the energy that that we all put out there and then building that with the content of people from the team and putting challenges and and almost like one place so that people can come to to find soul hub as well um, because you know i think the world is changing in terms of um you know how we interact with brands or communities and some places are not so uh open to um us all being our individual selves right so the instagrams and the facebook's are to what I feel like a closing down um, on self-expression. Um, and so being able to create a place that feels safe and, um, but at the same time allow, you know, us to express ourselves. Um, so, you know, we're working uh, for that to come to life. Um, and then there is this thing about soul walks. I do think it's, um, it could be, it's really easy for people to come and get trained with us. We do a one day training course that we're starting next year. And then for others to just run their own soul walks wherever they are with their own communities and take that kind of a bit of that energy out there and that let them run with it and, you know, do their own thing with it. That's what I think would, for me, would, uh, fills me with, I guess, you know, with joy to see others running with things and just um, wanting to take part of the essence of Soul Hub. Um, yeah. And to spread that is. essence, you know, as far as we can and to find ways that feel heartfelt to, to spread that essence, I guess, and, and yeah. help as many people as, because that's what we're all here for, isn't it? To yeah. help and support people to, uh, to really develop, to learn, to know themselves, to, to get where they want to be. And, yeah. but it, you're right. I think finding the, the, um, the place that we sell that from, or the place that we show that from or give that from 
has to be right, doesn't it, with everything that we've got and all the groups of people that we've got within Soul Hub. And it's mm. a challenge, isn't it? Because mm. you're right, um, Facebook, um, Instagram doesn't feel authentic or, or yeah. have the integrity that we hope we all have got, does it? And I kind of I come back to, I heard it once somewhere, um, it was like at the pace of love. And, and so I, I do, you know, um, Andrew joined, you know, Soul Hub in January, my other half. Um, and he, he brings more structure than I have. You know, I could really float around and, and he's much more um, visionary and, um, uh, you know, he looks more to kind of where we're going and, and how we get there. Um, and I think that it's a nice balance between the two of us of actually, you know, allowing enough space for the new things to come in, but also having some focus about where we're going. Um, but I guess that at the pace of love is, you know, even the community, it feels like, well, it's going to come together at the right time, you know, when we are all in a position to hold that as well. Um, and we've got a foundation of six years, you know, so it's not just a flash in the pan. We're all doing this work and we all, you know, can't, probably can't imagine not doing it in our lifetime, right? It's not we've just come in and gone, we're going to set this up and then bugger off. It's like this is our lifestyles. Yeah, um, yes. And therefore, it feels very rooted um, and very grounded in our own belief systems and what we all have to offer. It's not; um, it's got real depth, I think, and that's mm. what feels beautiful. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, had you say that, I can't believe how long I've actually known you. <laughs> um, you know, and and it's already gone through a number of iterations, and we welcome new people, and then it grows, and it becomes bigger, and it becomes better and and safer. Carmen, it's wonderful to speak to you today. Um, um, as we've said, we could go on for ages and maybe we will speak again on, on some different topics. But I hope that this has given people listening a real flavour of what Soul Hub is about. But also bigger than that, um, you know, Soul Hub is Carmen. So it's definitely given you a flavour of what she is about, why Soul Hub was created as a space and what it is that this wonderful entity um cars calls it a brand because her background is branding but you know it is a brand but we're a, we're a group of people and much more than that so hopefully you've got an idea listening of what this offers you and what we're here for um the uh, the upcoming episodes will explore other members of our team other topics um and other soul hubbers so listen in for next episodes please post us your comments your thoughts your views and above all cars tell people where they can get in touch with us will you so the website is www, I don't know why I say that, everyone knows, soulhub.co.uk is the okay. best place I think to start. All yeah. right. Any other ways they can get in touch with us? Obviously, we're uh, on Instagram, aren't we? We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we are on Facebook as a group. Uh, so yeah, Instagram, probably one of the most active places um, outside of uh, the website. Absolutely. So reach out, do reach out, have a very real conversation with us and, uh, and we, will, um, we will be back with our next episode soon. Cars, thank you. Thank you, Kerry.